0: Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com, so please subscribe.
1: Hi Matt, Uh, it's uh, Nick Brody here from uh, Galani Gold. I'm the CEO. Uh, Just a little bit of background on Galani. Uh, We're a company that owns 3 assets now. We've got one in Botswana, a 30000 ounce producer called Mapani, another asset in South Africa, which are ramping up to around 43000 ounces, and an all-in of less than 750 and uh, a, new, a newly acquired asset this year in America called Summit Mine, which has got the ability to produce around 22,000 ounces of gold a year at an order of less than 750. You know our general plan as a company is to acquire MPV-positive assets for minimal cost, turn them around and increase, just continue to increase production. And
0: lower our costs. Chasing on love projects around the world, Nick. Um, good to have you back on. I think you, we saw you back in uh, June. Wanted to touch base with you. You, your share price is taking a bit of a hammering. I think people are curious as to why. Is it all about the market, or is it Mopani that's doing the damage?
1: Yeah, I mean, let's let's start with Mopani. Um, maybe I'll go into Galaxy, and then we can talk about the share price. You know, look, the reality is with. a uh, with Mapani, yeah, it's been a difficult year. Uh, we started off the year with floodings, you know, three times the normal annual rainfall. Uh, we've had issues with crashes, we've had issues with electricity. It's just been a continuous hard slog is that the only way to put it. Yeah, but that's why we built a strong management team to take, you know, to take control of these, of these issues and try and resolve them. You know, the third quarter, unfortunately, isn't going to be much better than the previous two quarters. So guidance around 6,000 ounces would be my comment. And the fourth quarter, yeah, we're going to see improvements. And a lot of those improvements are going to be because we've managed to get uh, Wayne, our chief operating officer, down on the ground now and just give uh, those guys the uh, advantage of his breadth and knowledge uh, just to turn things around and push things a little bit harder. And we're hoping we'll see a pick up on quarter four, but maybe not as well. You know, the reality is we're working hard now. We're looking at the plans for next year and the long-term plans. And we hopefully, you know, this will just be a glitch in the process of my party and we'll be out of it next year.
0: Yes, yeah, it's been a tough year for sure. Um, you, obviously, you remind us about the floods there, but you, you also mentioned in one of your press releases the mining contractor not performing uh, up to scratch. Is, is that what Wayne's gone to sort out?
1: Look, the mining contractor was affected by the
0: floods. Uh, so, you know,
1: he lost equipment. Uh, he's, a small, he's a small small guy uh, to bring bringing new equipment, etc. cetera, was difficult for him. You know, even to claim through insurance, lead times these days for equipment, because of the increase in Gold price, it's difficult for him. So we've had to go out, find additional equipment, find ways of supplementing and helping him to get back up and running. So yes, that's held us back. At this moment in time, he's actually in quite a good place and he has uh, sufficient equipment on ground. And in fact, he's got new equipment on order for our expansion of Golden Eagle. And I'm pretty confident that uh, you know he'll be a good partner going forward.
0: And you talk also about the jaw crusher, the transformer. Is this just because things have long lead items? Were these the parts that uh, were affected by the flooding? I mean, it just seems like it's a long list of things that all the things that could have gone wrong have gone wrong at Mabani. Yeah, I
1: I, I guess you know there's a way of looking at it, Matt. You know, this the 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 plant is was acquired in 2005, second hand. Yeah. Here we are in 2020. It was never meant to run this long, you know, when we've been working very hard on an annual basis to make sure it's well maintained and kept going, you know. And the reality is, you're going to have moments where things go and they tend to all go at once. I could most processing guys tell me that everything gets replaced at once and it gets renewed at once. And that's all we're really seeing at the moment. But it's been, you know, things have been increased because of issues around the rain at the beginning of the year. Uh, The rain did cause issues with the power supply. The power supply from uh, BPC was inconsistent. That caused the transformer to fail. So, if you add that to issues around the plant, it's just, you know, we just had a very bad year. Then you just couple on top of that COVID and our inability to get secure uh, supplies in a timely manner and have people on the ground. You know, it takes us maybe a week to two weeks to get somebody in from South Africa at the moment, still into Botswana. Just with the regulations and and making sure that they've got the approvals and the permits, etc. It just slows everything down as well. So it just isn't as easy as it used to be to react to issues.
0: Right. So Q three is going to be more of the same. Q four might improve. How do we know next year is actually going to, you know, be on fire? Well, hopefully not on fire. Why is it? Although, although, who knows? Why is twenty twenty two going to be any better?
1: Look, I'm not. I'm not saying twenty two twenty two is going to blow you out of the water. What I'm saying is, I can't believe there's that many more issues that we've got to face. Yeah. What we're going to be doing is putting together a mind plan. We'll be putting some guidance out to the market in early December. What next year is going to look like, and hopefully after that as well. And I'm very confident we'll be able to meet our projections for next year, given the work we've done this year.
0: Right. So, g- g- given what you said about you know things going wrong at the same time, etc., I mean, this must bring everything into sharp focus at McCartney, not just in terms of what the, the operators' you know, ability to to deliver, but you know Wayne going down there. Are you looking meticulously at every moving part that could possibly go wrong, you know, perhaps more than you would have, and saying how do we prevent rather than react? To you know, potential situations next year.
1: No, I mean, look, and every every guy we tell you preventative maintenance is the way you should be going, and that is the way that we operate the mine. But unfortunately, you know, there are things that can be foreseen, and there's things that cannot be foreseen, and you just have to react sometimes. When it comes to the jaw crusher, yeah, we have a spare jaw crusher, but what we don't have and what the way I've set up the company is that we don't have a huge workforce, and we do rely on. People from outside of the country to come and assist us from South Africa, etc., to do the replacements, etc., and to do any engineering that's required. So it just slows us down a little bit. Yeah, uh, but it's uh, you know I think you know we've been we've for example now that we're doing the transformer we've had a company called MCI in have uh, a lot of information on the electrical side and they've walked through the whole plant while they've been there and looked at everything that we have on the plant including all the motors, etc., and given us a A health bill, if you want, and said what needs to be fixed, what needs to be looked at. And, you know, in their view, everything's fine. You know, we've done all the work, we've actually put in additional protection to ensure that this won't happen again. uh, And we believe we're in a good place. And it's the same, please, with all the other pieces of equipment. We walk through them. We do look at them, and we do make corrections where we believe they're
0: necessary. Right, and we've we've seen you know supply chains around the world getting affected because partly because of you know the 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 costs have gone up, uh, demand has gone up. Also, the business models in those sorts of scenarios, the just in time strategy doesn't necessarily react well uh, in with when things are stretched. Um, are you going to change the way that you operate on the ground given what you've seen this year? Um, it, you know, and, what's, and does that mean more money?
1: Yeah. Look, and at the, the beginning of COVID, yeah, we were running a very much an just-in-time system like everybody else. Yeah, and we could do that because we were boarding South Africa, and we had a good relationship with the suppliers. It became very obvious to us at the beginning of that that we couldn't continue like that, and we stocked up and gave ourselves at least three months worth of stock. Yeah, to give ourselves a little bit of cushion if there was anything that was wrong. Uh, as we've been coming out, we've Reduce that, and we're down to about two months now. And we're hopefully going to get ourselves back to a month. I, I don't disagree. You know, it's a difficult decision to make. When do we go back to how we used to run from where we run now? If it feels in South Africa and Botswana now that things are definitely improving. Uh, but you know, there are setbacks. Uh, we are in the summer months now, so it should improve. But maybe next winter we're going to have difficulty again. So we'll just we'll work and we'll be a lot more flexible. Than we used to be with regards to our store levels.
0: Okay, I guess you know a little bit more about what the potential problems could be. Look, 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 so, this is a case of like, hands up, hasn't been a great year, but we expect next year to be better. Is that what I'm hearing?
1: Matt, 100% correct. You know, we've had our difficulties, but next year will be better. And, you know, we'll be able to take even more advantage of this uh, current gold price.
0: Okay, well, well, let's talk about um, Galaxy because that seems to have been going a little bit more to plan. So, what can you tell us? What's the update?
1: Yeah, so look, Galaxy, we've seen the constant ramp up as we've been heading towards phase one. And just to remind you, phase one is uh, taking us up to a production of around 27,000 ounces and all in less than 900. Uh, The idea is to be there at the end of this year. So, and we still be seeing ourselves on plan for that. Uh, Since we last had a discussion, Matt, we started sloping in Galaxy which is the wider ore body. If you remember, we're mining in two ore bodies, Princeton, which is a small one, runs about 5 meters wide, uh, 100 meters strike, and Galaxy can run up to 40 meters wide. And for us to really ramp up in volume, we need to be stopping in Galaxy, so we're in there. The good thing that we're seeing, uh, and you know, we haven't been able to share with the market yet, and we, need, we still need to do some more work, is the grade is much higher than we forecast in our resource models. So we're seeing a much better grade. The recovery is higher, but that's probably maybe an example of the higher grade. Uh, and also, the footprint is bigger than we we put it had in our resource models. We're doing the drilling at the moment to back that up and understand it. And we're hoping maybe in quarter one next year we'll be able to give the market a little bit of update about what we actually see as the enlarged resource because of that. In addition to that, you know, beginning of this year, quarter one, quarter two, we were processing a lot of tailings, and even though we were ramping up on the hard rock, we were also supplementing with tailings to fill the mill. We ran out of tailings towards the beginning of this quarter, and we've actually exceeded production this quarter over last quarter purely on hard rock. Yeah, and we've increased the hard rock by over 40%, and we're going to see that increase again next quarter. So for me, very positive position. We're ramping up as we planned. We're into stopping in both ore bodies, and we still see ourselves achieving our targets for the year. And you know, outside of that, I've been you know problem I said myself is when we start talking about the galaxy. Expansion. We split it up into phases. We're now merged phase one and phase two together, and we're doing the development already for phase two. And the phase two is that step up to 43,000 ounces, and we're doing that development. And we're still on target for that as well. And we're still seeing ourselves by the end of next year uh, able to, uh, uh, as long as we can secure the fleet that we need to, that we should be meeting that target as well for the end of next year. Be
0: up to forty-three thousand ounces. Okay, see, so like, I keep coming back to the the share price, right? You know, I, like it's been about twelve months for uh, precious metals across the board, well, well established, quite a few charts looking like yours. But you, you got really kind of punished in the last couple of weeks. You know, the significant drop off there. Is that because you're just not doing what you say, or is it just the small producer penalty in in this kind of environment? What do you actually put it down to? Well,
1: the first thing for me that's interesting, Matt, is that it's a quarter end. And we've seen a huge amount of volume in the last week of a quarter, yeah. So to me, it looks like there's someone balancing their books, yeah. And that's just the reality of it. And you know, we don't, we're a small, we're a small company with low volume, and when we do get high volume and someone's selling, it can make big movements in our share price. Yeah. So, you know, if we if we go back two weeks, uh, the management team as as a whole exercised the options that were issued back in 2018 at 12 cents. And if you told me we were gonna be at 10 cents you know, in two weeks' time, I wouldn't have believed you, yeah? Um, well, I thought I was making a good investment at the time. So, we we see, hopefully after this quarter, we'll see a bit of a bounce back on the share price, and hopefully that was the selling done, you yeah? know? I can't say it is, but hopefully we will be. We, you know, we're trying to investigate who it is, but you know it is, it's all anonymous on the markets, uh, and we can't, yeah? Also, I kind of add on to the top of that, there is a malaise in the market. The junior gold market has seen a decline, as you rightly said, across the whole of the sector. So, we're not alone. And the share price going down, and even some of the the mid tiers and majors are seeing that same same movement as well. Uh, look, the sentiment in the market is probably as worse as it's been since March two thousand and ten, when the outbreak of COVID and everybody was worried what it was going to do for for mining. You know, and to me, what we really need to do as a company through this period, is just to keep on performing. Now, yes, you're right, my has been an issue, and that obviously is a little bit of an overhang and it has to be a concern for our shareholders. But you know what I need to do is turn my party around, keep producing a galaxy, and then the final thing is get someone into production. Like I've said, and you know the shareholders will reward reward us, and the market will reward us, and hopefully that sentiment in the market will change, and we'll be in a great position to take advantage of it.
0: Okay, so talk to me about Summit Mine. You guys have um, sort of rolled back your your thoughts on that one. You, you've announced recently that there's scope to accelerate. The plan there. Well, first of all, why did why did you change your mind on it? Because of what's happening at Mapani or is there, there's something that you know?
1: Oh, so look, uh, the reality is, you know, we we're quite some sight unseen. Yeah, at the time we weren't allowed to travel to America. I had a company called M3 Engineering, a big company, go and do the site visit for me, and they'd come back and said it was in great condition. But you know, uh, <laughs> I'm a pessimist. I'm English. I'm thinking, yeah, of course it's in great condition, but uh, you know, it's going to need some work. It's not something that can kick off straight away. I was fortunate enough to get a national interest exemption. I can now travel freely between America and here. And I was able to visit the mine a couple of months ago. Uh, and I was, you know, it literally is just like someone's dropped the keys down yesterday. Yeah? When they closed the mine down five years ago, they just locked the gates, walked out, and nothing's changed. It's a very dry environment. There's no, no rusting anything. The first thing I did when I got there is I went underground. All the electrical reticulation is still in place. And I know I shouldn't say this, but, you know, I guess I've worked too long in Africa. In Africa, all that electrical cabling would have been stripped out by now. yeah. But the fact that it was all still in there, great. Uh, all the ventilation was still in place. yeah. There was no movement at all underground. I walked the whole of the underground, all of the tunnels, no movement, no rock falls. Uh, the only thing you really need to restart the operations there is a mining contractor and a one, one megawatt generator. And you could be up and running again tomorrow. And on top of that, and uh, which I hadn't really appreciated, but I did when I got underground, is you know, the guys, when they were mining there, had started a, a large amount of pre-development for two big stoping operations to give themselves two years in advance. And as always, you know, Gold Price fell away from them just at the point they needed Gold Price, and they stopped. I actually have two years worth of stoping sitting there ready to be pulled down, and all the pre developments has been done. I hadn't really appreciated that from the work that we'd done. And because it wasn't fully up to date. We've just uh, hired a surveyor and the surveyor's going underground. We're going to update everything because it's definitely not up to date on the records that we were provided with when we did the due diligence. And there's a lot more opportunity than I'd first first thought of. Okay, so that's great. Mine's in a great condition. Uh, Mining contractor is probably going to be our biggest issue. Yeah, and that's because it's a very competitive market in America at the moment. Uh, I know you're going to sympathize with me, Matt, but I was in Las Vegas a couple of weeks ago at Mine Expo. Uh, someone's got to do it, I know. And uh, and the idea there was to try and meet new people and get to know the American market a little bit because I don't know that well. Uh, and I was very fortunate. We met two good mining contractors there. Uh, we've actually got a quote in for one, very reasonable. Uh, and, you know, it's helped us build the model through. And I'm feeling a lot more confident that maybe we could be in a position to restart the mine very soon. If we go to the mill itself, You know, again, I'd expected five years worth of, you know, just sitting there to have caused issues. But no, walked around, restarted the motors, had a look at everything. A lot of the actual float, et cetera, is covered. Uh, So it was in a good condition. You know, there was a, I mean, there's two brand new cat loaders sitting there that haven't been worked. You know, it's just amazing for me. And for the sake of, I guess, a white metal bearing for the bull mill you could restart that plant tomorrow and a white metal bearing will cost you around Mm $100,000. So if I look at it, I just say, well, you know, for a very minimal capital and we originally thought about four and a half million, but now I'm thinking maybe if I don't have to buy the mining fleet, I could be up in production again for $500,000. And you add on top of all of that, that all the permitting is already in place. Yeah, so I don't have to go out and do all of that environmental work and all those other issues, then I'm in a great position to restart. So all I really need to do is understand the underground through the survey, do a little bit of more metallurgical work because from review, they treated the ore body as one, but there's actually three ore bodies there. So we want to go and understand the three ore bodies and understand what the different metallurgical characteristics of the ore bodies so we understand how to do the processing. And then we just need to work through the processing plant, make sure it's operating, and we could be back in production.
0: Yeah. So. Well, let's just, well, just let's talk about the cash position. You, you, you threw out a few numbers there, and you know which which, which sound great. Um, but what is your what's your free cash position at the moment? I mean, have you got anything in the bank? Yeah, we've got money in the bank. Uh, we have around three million dollars in the bank. But, right. Uh, so, what's know, that going to really get right you? What, 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 how do you allocate that? Because you you got your G&A, you've got a couple of projects going, which you got to keep something back in reserve, and then you're going to allocate something to Summit. So, what are you allocating to Summit? And what, what, what you know, how much money, and how quickly does this thing move? Because it sounds you're saying it's a nice. You know, pr- pr- practically ready project, ready to go, and it could solve some of your problems.
1: Yeah, look, I'm practically ready to go. I don't think it's solving our problems. Our problems are pretty straightforward. Galaxy is not a problem, and it's generating enough cash flow to cover all this cash, and It's a positive cash flow. But PARNI, yeah, it's not great that it's not generating positive cash flows, but it's covering its own costs. So that's not an issue there. Uh, and really, you know, with the excess cash that we have, you know, we can progress Summit at a minimal pace in the moment. And the thing that's really holding me back is COVID again. You know, my senior management team are in Africa, and there's no way at this moment in time that they can travel to America. I would love to have my chief operating officer there. I would love to have my business development manager there. And Matt, I'm going to hold my hands up. I'm an accountant. Yeah, so I can go and visit and I can have these great ideas and I can look at things and say everything's wonderful. But I'm not the right guy to do that. I need my senior management team to go there as well. So I just need that. And those are the things that worry me about just pushing ahead. So what we're doing is we're bringing the skills that we can, which is a surveyor, metallurgist, you know, uh, and a guy, a maintenance guy around the plant. And we'll just put everything and the model and the plan together, waiting for the management team to get over there. Okay.
0: okay. So there's, 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 you, you got to move, you want to move at the right pace and so don't, don't rush ahead without the, 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 Right team in place. Okay, get it. So, when I've read the press release about you know that that decision around summit, um, I no sense of the sort of timing and when it could possibly start to contribute to the bottom line for you guys. So, what, have you got a sense of what that roadmap looks like?
1: Look, oh, we haven't said anything to the market. What I said is I released before the end of the year. Yeah. So, what we want to do is finish the modeling on our side, which we'll do in the next couple of months, and then we'll talk to the market about potential timelines to get it in. You know, the reality is, from what I've told you, you can see if I have the team on the ground. I, it's a very short period. We could probably be up in production within a quarter, as long as we get the mining contractor. Yeah. So I don't think it's a long lead time from that decision when we go. Let's go to getting into production. Yeah. The one thing that does sit there, and we have to, you know, I'm sure in six months' time you'll be asking me, Matt, how am I going to take care of the eight and a half million that I need to pay as my second instalment on the. Uh, on the uh, purchase. You knew that that's was something, coming. Uh, <laughs> something we need to take into account and that maybe something else or else that we need to, you know, fund, whether it's through an off-take agreement and providing funds that way or something like that. Yeah. So that's another big issue that's gonna we need to address before we start production.
0: Okay. And what's your message to current shareholders or anyone looking at this with regards to how things are playing out? The the business plan and your strategy for delivering it it seems like well, was it was it the right business plan? You know, should you be going for these slightly tougher, unloved assets, or should you be making life easier on yourself and and um, not trying to buy cheap, but try try to buy good?
1: Well, look, I disagree with you. Okay, it's uh, the assets are good. Yeah, they're cheap because people don't like the difficulties that are in them. But we have a management team that can minimize those difficulties. Yeah, now. Galaxy, you know, we've turned that around, we put it in production. And in fact, we're going to see a much better results, in my view, than we modeled. Yeah. Mapani, you know, when we even purchased it. He only had one year's life. Here we are 10 years later, and we've extended life. You know, don't forget those 10 years before where I kept the business in operation at 1200 gold. Yeah. Running an asset that when we acquired it was running a 1450 organ. You know, so it's not a bad asset. What it needs, yeah, is just a little bit of love at the moment, and it'll be back up and producing next year. And if we take Summit, you know, I don't think that's a difficult asset at all. I just told you we've got there a mine that's ready to go. I've got a mill that's already to operate, and it's producing a concentrate. So a very easy process, yeah. Uh, I I probably disagree with you. I think the plan is the right plan, and we'll continue to do that. I mean, if you just look at the economics of Summit, the transaction we've did there. That's 100 million MPV on the model that currently exists there, which we've acquired for 17 million. You know, if we chase one of those bigger, easier assets, I'm sure we would be talking about 80%, 90% of MPV acquisition cost. And I don't see how that is a good return for our shareholders in the long term.
0: Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to CruxCars?